This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Uh, Mike Hoss and the coaches all out in London. So Bobby Abear and I will uh, be doing the uh, special edition of the Saints Coaches Show. We'll have a, one of our guests will be Rick Venturi, former Saints assistant coach, interim head coach. He got a lot of titles. He been in, he was in the league a long time, so he got a lot of W twos uh, up on the resume. And a little after seven o'clock tonight, we'll have Paul Allen, the legendary voice of the Minnesota Vikings. So we're going to open it up. I think we got Rick Venturi on with us. Coach, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Well, you know, I can get out of my tunnel now after yesterday. Those, <clears throat> those first two Finally. weeks, were, they were really, really rough. But, uh, you know, I think we played Sunday a lot more like we expected to play. And, you know, our defense really played well. I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but, you know, in 2019 – uh, we beat the Chiefs and Mahomes 19-13 and turned around and beat them 20-17. to So we've, we've kind of had a formula, uh, you know, for kind of keeping him enclosed and making it tough on him and uh, kind of chasing him around the field but not giving up big plays. And we didn't dominate uh, the time of possession yesterday like we did in 19, which made the defense uh, performance even better. Uh, but we did when we had to. We uh, we got a break late with a with a taunting penalty, uh, with four <laughs> minutes to go, and 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 Ryan and and Ryan after five sacks and two turnovers. One thing about him, Bobby, he's got that selective amnesia. You know, he don't he does, right. he can get through it and he goes to that next play. And you know, no matter what, as you know, that's a rare quality with athletes. Most guys when the things aren't going good in the beginning they tend to tend to kind of go out of out of commission sometimes but he's always able just to forget it and ended up playing really well at the end yeah it sounded like Carson went yeah uh, no, no, Carson no. <laughs> you had to change the diaper on him yeah, can you change, uh, after a yeah. while but coach is this a trend you're seeing in the NFL we've had some callers it's been brought up to us that 
with very little preseason play, the continuity yeah. on the offensive side of the football. We see it here with the Saints. It's all over the board. They, they got nothing they can really hang their hat on uh, for anything. Offensive line play has been shaky at best. Uh, while you got some talented receivers, sometimes that doesn't mesh. Our tight end play is non-existent. Basically non-existent. And Jameis and Alvin Kamara have had difficulties connecting, not so much in the running game, but, you know, catching the ball coming out of the backfield. Drew was great getting the football to Alvin out in the flat and let him doing his thing. But is that something you're seeing across the board in the NFL, that the offenses, it has taken a little while. We, we see situations in Green Bay, and some of that's talent. It's certainly attrition in Tampa, where two of the greatest of all time struggling on the offensive side of football. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. <laughs> Even Miss Sherry said, asked me today, what's wrong with that protection? I was like, well, <laughs> it must be really bad if Miss Sherry noticed it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to be honest with you, I think you really hit on something, Mike. And, uh, you know, in Bobby's day, those guys had hard training camps. Uh, they right. played a lot of preseason football. You know, they got their timing down. I almost believe that, that almost September – is really almost like old training camp, and that's why you see a lot of sloppy play. Uh, our pass protection has just been atrocious. I mean, uh, and, and despite winning yesterday, five sacks. Uh, he's had uh, he's had 12 sacks in three games. Uh, wow. We've had countless hits, um, any kinds of stunts. We haven't passed him off. But worse than that is our blitz coordination has just been terrible, and it, it bothers me because Matt is the kind of guy, you know, at this stage in his career, he attracts a lot of blitzes, and we knew when we got him, he can still throw it, and, and he can still put it where he wants to, but, you know, he again, they're going to get after him because they don't fear the scramble, they don't fear the edge, you know, like you're in mortal fear of Mahomes all day, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I think September is almost the year, almost the month where you put it together. Now, uh, Rick, uh, who has been um, definitely in the conversation? Who's been your most surprised team? I know it's a small sample size, only three, but how about the Jaguars? Yeah. Huh? Well, well, you mean, know, I, I'm like, I'm like you had to say. The kid can uh, play. Uh, yeah, I can yeah, tell you. He can then play. you got to give Coach Peterson a lot of credit. Uh, with oh, what he's yes. done with that Jaguars. Now, it'll be interesting to see the ad Philly. Uh, coming up, and uh, look how well the Eagles are playing. So, but well, you got to be impressed with the Jags. My two picks, in, uh, and I think I may have said it on your show, and uh, I'm not saying it after the fact, my two picks for the dark horses in the AFC was going to be the Dolphins because I knew they were getting those uh, game breakers, and I knew that they have a very underrated defense that people don't even know. They have a very good defense. Right. Really and good. It, and then it was going to be Philadelphia which is already proven. But going to your specific point, uh, you know, they killed us a week ago, and everybody was embarrassed. They shut us out, and like this is the worst loss ever. And here's what I said, Bobby. I said, you know, in week 17, when we lost to them last year, and it was a ca catastrophe, and we got knocked out of the playoffs, I walked out of there saying, you know, this is an anomaly. This, this, this shouldn't have happened. Uh, you know, we were emotionally down. It was karma, and they rode the wave. And I, I rode it off to that, a bad, bad day uh, in, in terms of that. 
when I walked out of there, and I, I honest to God, I said it right on the air, so this isn't anything that's a secret. When I walked out of there last Sunday, I said to myself, they are not only e- even with us, they are better than us. I mean, they dominated every part of the game. You know, they, as you said, Bobby, they have an adult coaching them. Uh, the quarterback has really come into his own. But they've got talent. You know, they went out and got Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. Everybody criticized them for Christian Kirk. Who gives a damn about how much money he makes now? All he does right. is catch touchdown passes to go with uh, Marvin Jones. So all of a sudden the receiver core is better. And they've got those two edge guys. I mean, Allen and Walker are going to be two as good edge guys as you're ever going to get. And that, you know, as you know, Bobby, the draft works. I mean, if you're the system works, I mean, you get rewarded for bad records. And if you're smart and you have those lottery picks, you come up with guys like Allen and Walker. And I mean, that is a and Lloyd. I mean, that that is a much, much better defense. I, I was, I walked out of there like I said. It was no fluke. A week ago, they beat the living hell out of us, and then you know they go to San Diego and beat them. And you're right, the barometer game will be in Philly this Sunday. Now, uh, Rick, what is your approach? Because Saints fans want to know this all the, the years that you've coached and the different ebbs and flow of a season. When do you say, well, we might have to go in a different direction at the starting quarterback? The reason why I ask, because if you just flew down from Mars and I didn't, you didn't know either guy, uh, I don't know Jameis Winston, I don't know Andy Dalton, and you would just come watch practice, you could not say that Jameis Winston beat out Andy Dalton. You might say, like, who won the practice, that the Red Rocket, uh, Andy Dalton, uh, might have been the better guy. And, and yeah. so uh, when does it come about in a season, though, when you, when you pull the trigger, well, maybe you might have to have a change. Because I always said, tell me if you think I'm wrong, that they never do this. You know, like in baseball, you have a starting pitcher, middle relievers, you have a closer. And you might say, oh, the starting is not his day. Well, you just don't do that in football. Oh, it's not his day. So I'm going to go uh, with the, the other quarterback. But the, the question I have, is it, is it like, uh, and I take this approach, I think it's more, it has to be a few games. I don't know if that makes sense, like maybe a month. Like see what Jameis, what occurs in England against the Vikings, and then maybe Seattle back at home. And then if it's not gelling, you can win ugly, but if he's not getting the job done, uh, could that be a case in point that maybe you go with Andy Dalton simply because they're not really invested in Jameis Winston in the future right now? No, you're really not. I mean, he is, uh, you know, he had that good short year, uh, that good short season, uh, you know, with Sean, uh, the whisperer. And, and, you know, he did good. But historically, you know, he's a 50-50 guy. I mean, you know, you know, one touchdown, one interception. He's a 50-50 guy. That's, he has not established himself to the level where he's uh, unhookable. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And I've always thought that Dalton was one of the most uh, maligned and underrated guys. You know, I mean, when you look at, if you ever look at Andy Dalton's numbers, his lifetime numbers and wins and losses, they're all pretty good. I mean, he just, right. he, he like Marvin Lewis suffered from the fact that they didn't win a playoff game in that situation, but they won division titles uh, with much less in that. And that was a tough AFC North when he was playing in it with the Ravens and and, uh, and the Steelers. Steelers. I mean, and they, ha- they he had really good success. So, 
you know, I'm I'm a little old school, probably got a defensive mentality. I mean, unless you're a Drew Brees or, you know, unless you're a veteran guy that is proven and is established, uh, you know, I don't I don't think you need to have a lot of rope just like anybody else on the team. You know, they asked Didka one time when McMahon was hurt and he had a bad <laughs> shoulder, and, and they said, they, they said, well, you know, when would you ever put him in? And he said, oh, only in a crisis. And they said, well, what is the crisis? He said, down 7-0. <laughs> you know, and especially, especially when you're basically winning on defense, you know, yeah. you, know, some, you know, you get a quarterback in there that's not going to give it away. Sometimes that can be the difference there. Coach, we got to take a break. Hold on to where you're at. We'll come right back to you, and we'll have a lot more here on the special edition of the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're back here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Mike Detillier along with Bobby Hebert. All the gangs out in London getting ready for Sunday morning's game against the Minnesota Vikings. Our guest tonight, Rick Venturi, former Saints coach. Uh, uh, Manny was an interim coach assistant coach, coordinator, all across the board. He got a lot of experience. Yeah, a lot of experience. And he said, Mike, I, I'll never do TV or radio. Remember <laughs> that? Remember that? Remember you told me? Like, I'll never do TV or radio. Oh, oh, all of a sudden, you like Peyton. Oh, man, I ain't getting into the radio TV business. <laughs> and, and first thing he did is, man, he takes like six steps into the water. Uh, so, and listen, God bless you. You do a, a, oh, a outstanding job. You do a great job. But, Rick, from a defensive standpoint, to go up against a guy like Michael Thomas when he's healthy, man, because we see it here. Boy, when he gets into a groove, <laughs> and many cats slowing him down. You can, be, you can cover him and be right there, and he can make a play. It's unbelievable. So I want you to comment on Michael Thomas. And the other thing, too, is you got to see it up close and personal with Lawrence Taylor. But – your thoughts on what we're going to see tonight with Micah Parsons, who wasn't that guy in college at Penn State. He wasn't used that way uh, with the Nittany Lions. And now we see, man, he's a mer- No, he's a stud player. But your thoughts first on Michael Thomas and then about Micah Parsons. Yeah, Michael Thomas is really, really special. And, and I think the thing that makes him so special along with his immense talent, is he can line up anywhere and beat you. You can line him up outside the numbers. You can move him into the core of the formation. Uh, You can move him. uh, And so when you – you know, with a guy like Thomas, it's a little bit like playing Kelsey uh, from the Chiefs. You've got to have a plan defensively at some point where you double those guys. I mean, you have to – you've got to be able to do it – a lot of the modern-day coaches don't like to do that. They don't understand the uh, what I grew up with, a lot of man-to-man derivatives where uh, we directed double coverage to different people by formation. Uh, and I think I'm seeing some of that come back now because of the great receivers, and particularly when a guy is head and shoulders better than the rest of your guys. That's the key. If you don't have the complementary parts, you know, then you can direct it. But if you're playing against Thomas critical situations, 
you know, third down from the 30-yard line in, I mean, you got to bracket him. you got you got to get two guys on him and to make sure that he can't do it. Um, you know, I saw it Sunday. I felt it as the game. I didn't. I wasn't sure when we went in, but uh, you know, the loss of Tariq Hill. Don't think it doesn't matter to the Chiefs oh, because now, you better believe when it you, matters. When you when you get in those situations, uh, when you get in all those critical situations, you can now direct the double coverage onto Kelsey, and that and that's going to matter as they keep playing. Now, uh, your thoughts on Micah Parsons? Yeah. Oh yeah, Parsons is. You know, Parsons is one of those guys that you were taking and you were taking really on as with raw talent. You know, you weren't you just you knew he had it all, uh, but you weren't sure where or how you were going to use it. But you knew that the talent was, you know, just beyond the pale. And, you know, I've, I'm always a believer and I've said this on the show many times is give me talent. I'll figure out a place to play with it. And, you know, in this league. <laughs> You win games by knocking the quarterback down. So you've got to get a guy, you know, like Parsons, and you've got to get him in situations where he can get after the passer because that's really and truly that's the name of the NFL game today. Now, uh, Rick, uh, all your coaching, uh, can you recollect uh, the the process? Uh, Did you coach any games like overseas in England? You know, used to play preseason games in Japan and – uh, even Mexico City, you know, they have games planned there. But 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 what is the plan now? And the Saints have had past success. Uh, look, uh, Drew Brees beat his old team, the Chargers, in England. And then they were able to shut out Jay Cutler and the Dolphins 20-0. to So England's been good to the Saints, to who that nation. And now, you know, instead of coming back after the game, they went straight from Charlotte to England. It seemed like that's the right thing to do to get acclimated uh, and what you're going to do. But... Uh, just talk to the fans about uh, that that whole uh, concept, as far as uh, you on, uh, you know, different time zone, a bunch of different time zones. Uh, for instance, we coming on at 6:30 in the morning. The kickoffs <laughs> at 8:30 Central, so it's a, it's a it's a little different. But um, uh, yeah, I think uh, there's no there's no way the players could say they have jet lag by the time game uh, time. Right. Game, because right. you already been there for a week. No, that's exactly right. Now, I, I've got to admit to you, I never really played a game out of the United States of America. Okay. I played a lot of bad games in the United States of America, but I, I, never, I, I never played outside of the country. And so, you know, that, that would be a different world for me. It just seems obvious that, you know, going from Charlotte is a step in the right direction instead of coming back to New Orleans, just getting on that, getting on that plane and getting across that pond you know, and getting over there and get set and ready to go. And, you know, there's plenty of people there, uh, you know, from Mickey and all, all the rest of the guys that have been there forever. So they've got to be very familiar, you know, with those schedules that were successful. And I think what you try to do is, is if you've had success, you want to plug in that same formula when you go there this time. Of course, if you take Drew Brees, it, it doesn't matter if you play in Asia, <laughs> South America. You got a really good chance to win. I, I my biggest regret was, you know, the day I leave, Drew Brees comes in. I mean, that yeah, was, right, right. How did a, that happen? A, right? That's a tough deal, man, right there. <laughs> yeah, he definitely increased your chances uh, of winning. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, to, to say the least. Now, uh, looking at their opponent, the Vikings, I guess. 
is kind of like uh, uh, the Vikings are one of those teams. You, they, a lot of people are on that bandwagon for them to be in the postseason. They come out like gangbusters and spank the Packers. Then they lay an egg against the Eagles. Then they're dealing with some adversity. They come back against the Lions, but they're able to win. Uh, and, and you know what's unbelievable? I was saying I wish we were playing at night because Kirk Cousins has really struggled in prime time. But if it's an afternoon kickoff, he, he's had a lot of success. <laughs> so I said we need to play them at night instead of in the afternoon. But uh, it, it's amazing the success he's had, like those 12 noon kickoffs compared yeah. to when he's playing in prime time. But what is your take on the Vikings, uh, the Saints' next opponent? Well, you know, I've we, you know, I've been I've been here, and for several years, you know, you know, we've we've lined up against Cousins at different times, and the thing that I've always felt like is, you, the first thing you have to do is stop that running game. You can't let that running game get going, because he <laughs> he is really an effective guy on the bootleg, on the half rolls. Uh, on those type of things, on the West Coast possession stuff. To me, the big thing is set the edge on him quick, match patterns tight, don't give him anything that he can just get in rhythm and play with, get him out of rhythm, get him off the spot, but don't let him get on the edge because he's, he's pretty doggone good with those play actions, play actions, half rolls, and bootleg. I think if you take that away from him and choke him off, I think your pass rush will get to him. Rich, Rick, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, but do you think eventually the NFL will put a full-time team in London? Well, you know, I think that I do believe in my heart that that Roger Goodell would love would love to have a global uh, view, uh, you know, a global profile as part of his legacy. Um, obviously. You know what the logistic problems are and are going to be, uh, but you know, you know, L.A. was always the market that was always the threat to every franchise, and you know, basically they stole two. They got the Rams and they got the Chargers, and now really, when you look for any place else that would have that kind of impact in terms of market, it would probably have to be London. Well, you know, Rick, it'd be London, and but you know what? They could uh, promote it as still international, and then you know you don't look at the travel. Uh, uh, Toronto, that's the New York City of Canada. Then you uh, can right. say, oh, we'll be, uh, you know, Toronto have an NFL team, or even Azteca Stadium, Mexico City. That's a hundred thousand. Right. So here's the logistic part. So I think they definitely going in that direction. I don't think there's yeah. any question, Rick. You know, the Toronto thing, you know, we've we've always respected the CFL. And as a matter of fact, we subsidized them, you know. Yes. And, you know, if you remember, Bobby, not too long ago, uh, the Bills, when they were really struggling. Right. They played a couple games there, and it wasn't successful. And, you know, obviously, you know, Buffalo has come back, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a great, you know, they're going to build a stadium. It's a great venue. Mexico City, I think, is interesting because they sell out the, they sell out the NFL game in about seven minutes. I mean, it's – but yet there's kind of – I think they have an image problem. I just think London is, is a little bit like New York City in terms of the numbers and all that. So, you know, I, I just feel like that that would be something that Goodell would love to have after his name, that he globalized the NFL. Rick, thanks so much for joining us tonight, Padna. I really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck to you, brother. All right, Rick. All right, you, you guys, good luck there in London. 
All righty. Thank you, Rick. We'll be back with more here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 